a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. Uh, now, here on MANA, uh, I think the word virtue has been kicked around uh, once or twice uh, over the last five seasons, um, but a particular virtue that I think kind of gets the short end of, this, of, of the awareness stick, if you will, uh, is the virtue of hospitality, okay? Uh, faith, hope, and love you know, they always seem to come up when we talk about virtues and, you know, and rightly so. I mean, they're kind of the big three uh, that Jesus uh, espoused. But I think the virtue of hospitality is a really important virtue to celebrate when we find it and uh, and to emulate it um, when, when we can, especially for guys. Um, you know, for those that think, uh, you know, hospitality is, is just something you major in uh, coming out of college, like, I don't know, like uh, Augustana or something. Uh, let me share some <laughs> cool reminders of what the virtue, the virtue of hospitality means um, as, as a way of introducing today's guest. Now, uh, everything I'm about to say here is going to be unattributed. I just Googled uh, hospitality. <laughs> so you guys can find the sources here on your, your own. But, 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 uh, but these, these little sort of little um, sound bites about hospitality really struck a chord with me as I think about today's guest. Uh, first one, hospitality is a reminder of sympathy for strangers and a rule to welcome visitors. Hospitality requires us to accept others when they come into our lives, whether or not we like them or what they do. Hospitality means openness to what guests and strangers bring to us. Hospitality implies attentiveness to the other and to the needs of others even anticipating their needs. And then finally, this one I am going to attribute because I'm a big uh, Henry Nouwen fan. And so Henry Nouwen said, hospitality means the creation of a free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend. So hmm. all those definitions of hospitality define not only the virtue, but also define today's guest. Because I was the stranger in this guy's world several years ago, and he was the first one to create that free space that Nowen talks about, in which this stranger could become his friend. He's been a great friend of mine uh, and many prior Mana guests, actually, for his steadfast commitment to being a real friend in all types of times and all types of time zones. Uh, and for <laughs> as great and hospitable a friend that he is, he exudes even more virtue especially back to those big three virtues, you know, that Jesus talked about, faith, hope, and love, on and with his awesome wife and his kids, uh, who uh, some might argue are even more accomplished than he is. So please welcome today's man to man all the way from the great state of, uh, of New Hampshire, live free or die, Mr. Steve Erickson. Hey, Steve. Hey, Jeff. How are you? That's uh, quite the introduction. Wow. It is. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been dying to give it, and I'm so glad to uh, to get you on mana and to have everybody meet you and you know the hospitality thing i'm just going to dive right in you know i've you know obviously shared the story uh with you uh the, the story that i kind of alluded to kind of in your intro 
where we came upon each other, you know, working and, uh, and you were that first guy in a crowded room to kind of like, give me a little bit of a look like it's going to be fine. Come and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be good. But I want to say actually a second story of hospitality that I just want to share briefly. And then we'll kind of get right into it. Uh, that left an equally impressionable point with me. And I don't know if you remember this, but a mutual friend of ours and actually a, a guest on, on Mana a few seasons ago, Kelly Morgan, we, Kelly and I were traveling and uh, we were in your neck of the woods. And, um, and I was very new just to kind of the whole sales thing overall. And next thing I know, we are at your house uh, uh, meeting your awesome family. And it was so natural. And I kept, and yet I kept thinking, okay, I've never done this. Like, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you know, uh, you had really kind of broken that, that wall between work and personal. And it was, it wasn't weird. It was so natural. I mean, it, your whole family was so welcoming. And I was, just, I was like, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that, that, uh, I that, do that visit, but it was so cool. And just off the bat, you've just had this incredibly you know, kind of welcoming, you know, in, in this, in this virtue of hospitality. So that's kind of where I want to start. Like, is this, is, 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 is the hospitality vibe, has that been part of the, it's obviously a part of your family. Has it been part of the Steve Erickson DNA from the beginning? Is that kind of how you were raised? Is that just how you've been wired your whole life? Yeah, it's a good question. So you know, first off, amazing that you could say that, and I didn't even offer you a, a beer at my house, and you still have <laughs> to say that. Um, but I would say it, it does go back. I mean, my parents always had family stay at our house, but I think even more so, uh, you know, Kim and I are from South Dakota, uh, lived in Ohio for a little bit, and then moved to New Hampshire. We've been here now for quite some time. And the first Thanksgiving we were out here, we didn't have any family, any friends. My wife was on bed rest, pregnant with twins. And one of my advisors at a school I worked with, we got to know each other. She knew all about this. And she invited us over to her husband's family's house for Thanksgiving. And, you know, we don't, we have never forgotten that. And so we want to treat people the same way that we were treated. And it, it isn't just from that. I mean, you know, personally inside that, that's who we are. That's our DNA. Mm -hmm. um, but I think some life situations have attributed to that even more. Yeah. So, we, you know, we talk on this, on this show about, you know, whether, whether our guests are intentional about it or not, you know, a common thread that, that is sort of woven across all of our guests is they live a very a very faith-filled life, again, even if they don't really know they're doing it. And so this whole notion of hospitality, how how connected, if at all, have you and Kim made that to faith? You know, like, okay, yes, there are some instances where, you know, hey, they were really nice to us and that was really cool. We want to do that, which is awesome, by the way. Um, but how, is there is there a direct line kind of from point A to point B as it relates to faith or or not necessarily? Well, I think so, but uh, I'm going to share the first time you and I met and why I even went up to you. I, I, you were introduced to the group, and we had a break, and uh, I turned around, saw you. You had this big look, smile on your face, very welcoming, uh, but you also had these kind of uh, sad deer-in-the-headlights puppies. <laughs> so, so I decided I better go up and introduce myself to this guy. He looks like a great guy. 
and I got to get to know him. And to find out, you're my favorite Gussie. Maybe the only <laughs> Gussie I know, but you're my favorite. But uh, yeah, there are underlying tones in, in how you're raised and your faith and your faith that you, you develop with your, your spouse and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, okay, sit down, we have three major questions for you type of thing. Yeah. But you, you, you get an, a clear, pretty clear understanding early on, um, I guess, if they have similar values to you um, or, um, you know, th- their lifestyles are, are similar. And so there, yeah. there is some faith based back to it, but not outwardly so much. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. 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 So what was yeah. it like? What was it like growing up um, in the Erickson household as a, as a young boy kind of growing up there? I mean, was, was church, was it a, was it a part of the, the Erickson kind of uh, ritual or is it something that kind of came, you know, kind of emerged as you, as you got older? Every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was raised a Lutheran, uh, as as many in, in the Midwest are, I guess. But uh raised Lutheran, you know, um had confirmation, communion, the whole deal. I sang in the choir in elementary and junior high school, and then by ninth grade I'm like, I, I'm done with this. <laughs> I've got to concentrate on my sports now. Right. You're tall but, enough, right. <laughs> yeah. So no, and and there was a good group of young people. At, at the church at that time. And I think that really helps. Uh, you know, today, um, I don't know if it's, you know, where we live or just in general, you sometimes don't maybe see as church or, or youth being as well attended as in the past. Um, and maybe that's kind of how we grew up. And if that's different, then, you know, I think people today maybe reflect and, and honor God in, in their own way and necessarily maybe don't always go to church. Uh, but it was something that was always there for you to ground yourself and um, just, you know, have open conversations too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yes, every Sunday we were at church. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Who were some of the, you know, we like to, to, you know, talk about, you know, kind of the intersection of not intersection, but just kind of the role that faith plays in, 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 you know, guys, you know, the development of, of great men like yourself. And a lot of times we get shaped and we get, you know, kind of influenced by other guys. Who, who are some of, if you, th- if you think back, you know, as adults, I know we share a couple of, of mutual role models as adults, um, Kelly Morgan. Um, but who mm-hmm. are some, who are some men in your life? If you think back to more of the formative years, are there any guys that kind of stand out, you know, coaches or maybe teachers or, or, or people that you feel like, gosh, darn it, you know what? They were really, they really served a great purpose in my kind of formative years. Well, I guess an easy one would be to to say my dad. Uh, yeah, um, you know, raising us. But beyond that, he he was a coach for me, and you know, baseball, uh, basketball, and football. And along with that, came with some other family members that were athletes as well, and some of them were involved in FCA. Um, and so we we uh, took part in that as well uh, a few times. Um, you know, I, so I'd say my greatest influence is, is probably my dad because he serves so many different roles in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. just a father, but a coach and a mentor and someone I could look up to. Yeah, yeah, that's great. 
That's great. And, 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 and so formative. And then of course you, as we all do, you know, God willing, we grow up and then we go off to even, even schools like Augustana and you're near the, actually I have two friends from Augustana, so oh, actually three now. So like, it's growing. You guys are multiplying. Um, we're but, all over uh, the place. but, but, but so fast forward, so we're going to kind of do a little bit of a, of a time jump here to, you know, you mentioned, um, your, your family, you and Kim and, and your awesome kids. And one thing that, you know, one of the things that this podcast doesn't afford is that we don't get a chance to, to, to actually, you know, meet, um, you know, the families, the people behind all of these great men like yourself. But, you know, when I think back to whether it was the first time I met him or, and even beyond, you know, just subsequent conversations that we've had or updates that we share with our kids or our wives, it's just, you guys, the Ericsons operate as a unit. Okay. You guys are like a, mm. you're, you are a nucleus. And so how, mm. how does that, how conscious, I guess, and now, you know, you've got a little bit of benefit of hindsight. You can kind of look back on, you know, the years of raising and stuff, but was that something that you and Kim, you know, really set out to like, you know, you're like a rugby team, you know what I mean? It's like you scrum everything, you know, everybody goes this way and everybody goes this way, but it's just, it's really retained this, this cohesion that I just think is so admirable. So how, how is that? How is, how, how did you do that? You know? You know, I, I got to give all the credit to my wife. I mean, she she's, you know, she's been so open and direct with the kids. And, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I did some coaching. I was obviously there with the family, took care of things, went on trips, that whole deal. But she, she developed a, a strong relationship. We have three daughters and one son. Uh, and I guess, you know, jumping forward ahead to this last year when we had uh, the COVID issue, uh, my daughter was living in Boston. I said, you know what? It might not be such a good thing to live in the city. Is And this is right before everything shut down or was shutting down. I said, why don't you just come home? Let's see how this goes. Because it may be hard to, you know, get food at grocery stores or restaurants. Why don't you just come here? And I, and I said, if you want to, you know, your boyfriend is definitely welcome to join us. Well, they were, we had seven people in our house for about seven months. <laughs> and, uh, and then we were talking earlier, I, there were so many kids in my house taking online classes or working. I had to get two routers because of the bandwidth. <laughs> but I mean, it was so awesome. We got to, I, I told the kids one of the first nights, we had what we called Friday night porch night. We have a screen in porch. And we'd sit out there and, and have some wine or some beer and just listen to music and talk. And I said, you know what, guys? Don't know what's going to happen here with the situation. I go, but there's one thing that's really great that's coming out of this. It's time that I wouldn't have had mm-hmm. with my grown-up children if this wasn't taking place. Yeah. And so we just we just enjoyed every moment of it. Um, and, and and you know you had to. I mean, you, you just let uh, you know let them be kids, and their stuff sits all over the house, and you deal with a messy house. But mm-hmm. hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Well, and so cool that, you know, and just kind of going back to how we kind of began this whole conversation around hospitality and how virtuous it is to be welcoming the stranger into that free space. But also like in what you just described, it's, it's also, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we, our families sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes kind of get the short end of our attention stick, you know, cause they're like, ah, you know, they're always around. Ah, they know we love them. Ah, you know, yeah. but yeah. you know, what you just described is, is really, you know, exacting that same 
virtue of hospitality on people that you already loved <laughs> and, yeah. and you get to an, an even deeper uh, level of, of love, you know, and of that intimacy. So that had to just be, especially with the boyfriend and everything. I mean, that's what a cool, I mean, you took a well, really uh, not cool uh, situation and really, you know, found some, found some blessings in it. Well, and we, we got to know him really well and, and now we love him too. And, you know, the coolest thing about it was, is if, you know, if I was back in college or right after college and I had to go live at my, my girlfriend's parents' house for seven months, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know if I would have made it. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, mean, they're great, the great family, but it's, anyway. Yeah, that's, so, that's a lot of exposure, right? That's a lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah, they see a lot. Oh, that's great. Oh, what a great story. Well, well hey, uh, we are, uh, we're actually already to our fun segment here. <clears throat> and so uh, so you spoke of three big questions earlier, and these are your big questions. These are the same three questions that we ask every guest on MANA, and, uh, and, and we wait with bated breath to hear the very wise responses. So, um, which is why we call it something as heavy as the fun segment. Okay, so fun segment question number one. If, uh, if Jesus uh, made his way all the way out to New Hampshire. If you let him in, <laughs> if the state let him in to cross the, across the state border, um, and he knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day, just you and him, you got the whole day with him. What are you going to do? Well, the first thing I'd probably take him golfing because I'd like to see someone go over water and never go in <laughs> with the ball. <laughs> but I guess beyond that would be, yeah, what was it like to be the son of God? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you have to endure? Um, you know, what was it like? Good, you know, the highs and the lows. How did you get through each of those? I mean, we, we all go through good times and tough times. Uh, we all are with, you know, have to deal with positive and negative people. How do you handle all those situations? And I think having that faith with you and that understanding you you do learn how to do that but i think it would be amazing to hear his stories um of of, of what he went through yeah yeah that that would, yeah that would take up that would take up pretty much the whole day <laughs> you know? i mean really oh that's great all right uh fun segment question number two if you could go to church uh with any other guy living or dead famous or not um uh, you can know him. He can. He, you cannot know him. Uh, the only rule is he's got to be a guy, and you got to go to church. Who are you going to go to church with? Well, can I pick two? <laughs> well, you know, for whatever reason, there's something going on here in season five. This, this has been the rash of the rule breakers on season five. Uh, I, so, I thought yes. we were at Panera. So, is this Panera? <laughs> pick two. <laughs> exactly, you pick two. So yes, you may. You may. Why not? So, uh, so the first one would be my mom's dad. Okay. Uh, I never met him. He passed away from a major heart attack at 61 and, and passed away before I was born. Uh, he was a farmer in, in Minnesota, and it would just be interesting to get to know him. And, and one way that I know a thing that was important in his life was, was going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be interesting. And, and the other one would be what would have been my oldest brother, uh, my parents' firstborn uh, passed away a few days after he was born, and it'd be interesting. Just you know, obviously, if he had a had grown up and see what his life was like, but just to 
you know, in, in a different sort of way, just have that moment with him that I've never had. Yeah. Wow. That's neat. Do you remember, um, not to get us off the fun segment, but that that's, a, that's such a, that had to be such a memorable moment when you learned about him. Do you remember when your parents shared that story with you? Yeah. Every Memorial day, my parents would go to the cemetery and, uh, one of the plots we'd go to was that one. Huh. And, and that's the, you know, I guess it's probably the first time I remember knowing about him. Yeah. Um, and, and identifying that his middle name was my first name. Oh. <laughs> so oh, man. anyway, so that, that's, that's what stuck out to me. Yeah. That's great. Oh my gosh. That's great. Um, all right. Fun segment. Question number three. Uh, if you could give uh, just one piece of advice to a younger man, a little bit further upstream, um, about just, you know, basically turning out like you, you know, just living a, 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 life, of, a life of faith, a humble, you know, kind of holy way of living, um, what would be that one piece of advice that you'd give him? I, I would say don't ever lose your faith. Um, don't ever lose your sight of that. Uh, there's times in your life, you know, whether you don't go to church for a while, for whatever reason, maybe it's finding a church or, you know, busy with life or whatever it is. Um, just don't ever lose your connection to, to God and your faith. Um, because in times of prayer and in times of thoughtfulness, um, you know, he'll get, help you get through the good times and the tough times. Uh, and, and you learn from it. Um, and, and so you'll need them in your life. Um, you know, my, my dad always said, my, now my Latin is going to be terrible here, so it's, I'm probably off. He always said, illegitimi non carbrandum. I go, what's that mean? He goes, don't let the bastards get you down. And so nice. I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I think that's something that, you know, you think about of surrounding yourself with good, positive people and let the negative Nellies go off on their own way. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do to help people. And if you can't help them there, you know, I don't want to turn my back, but I don't want someone to bring me down uh, either. Yeah. So, um, and so, you know, you, you're definitely going to lose, you know, don't lose your faith uh, would probably be uh, the biggest thing with that. So. That's great. That's great. And, and, I'm going to go on record saying that that's the best use of Latin on mana uh, yet. So that is fantastic. We'll get that in the transcript. I will say this. What's amazing about your, your children and you raise them and you wonder, are they, do they ever listen to what I'm saying? You know, they kind of give it the shrug. And, you know, I went through a career change one time in my life. And, you know, my wife and I sat down with the kids. We said, okay, we're going to tell them. And they all reacted differently. It was really funny how everyone's personalities went through. You know, my youngest, she's like, I'm never buying a product for them again. <laughs> she's like, you know what? They're dead to me. Um, my, my next daughter uh, came and gave me a hug and was crying. Uh, my son, I know he felt terrible, but he didn't know what to do. And my oldest daughter said, well, dad, what are you going to do? You told us when we were kids, if you get knocked down on the field, get right back up. So what's your next step? Mm. <laughs> so she just laid it right on me. That's great. That's so awesome. it's good to know that I guess they, they, you know, you find out later in life, you know, if they really did, mm -hmm. 
did pick up something from you. So. It gets through. It gets through. Definitely gets through, especially when you've got such a great, uh, a great example like yourself. So, Steve, thanks again. Uh, everybody's hey. favorite Augie. Um, on my Mano. favorite Gussie. There we go. <laughs> All right. Go. Go. <laughs> thanks again for joining us, Steve. It was great to talk to you. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.